Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Um, I have an awesome, awesome woman on today, Faith Walker, who is a musician and a cancer survivor. Her story is truly amazing, and I want you guys to really um, pay close attention on the other side. One of my many goals in life is to impact women's lives by helping them start a business using some of the same methods I've used to start my own business. I understand starting a business can be very overwhelming, especially if you're one of those people that simply don't know what business to start. Let me help you with that process. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Coyeta, or you can email me at info at Coyeta.com and let me help you create the life you want. Hello, hello, the beautiful Faith Walker. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. We had so much struggles to get to this podcast, everyone. It's ridiculous. But we're finally together. Yay! Definitely. And that's, (laughs) you know, a a testament that you have to keep trying when things don't go right. That's for sure. Coming from you, especially in the music industry. Now, tell us some more. So you are a singer songwriter and a stage four metastatic breast cancer survivor twice twice survived that's right yeah yeah okay so wow what what well let's 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 souse it out let's (laughs) souse it out (laughs) okay okay start from the beginning so you are a singer songwriter you've worked with some of the greats like maestro fresh wes yeah luciano amoy Curtis Young, Ray Robinson, Chuck Claire. Who, did I miss anyone? There's been there's been quite a few people. Some of those people I I opened for. Some of them yeah. I had on my show. Some of them mm-hmm. I collaborated with on an actual song. So yeah, um, yeah, I've I've been doing this since I was about fourteen. So I have had a you know a lot of blessings along the way. I got to meet a lot of people, work with a lot of people that I that I admire. So yeah. Wonderful. So 14, like, when did you realize that you had a talent for music? Where did this come from? This passion? Where did it come from? Um, well, for as long as I can remember, I've always loved music. Um, at home, my mother was like, a great music lover, mm-hmm. you know, listened to a lot of Motown. And okay. Soul, which, um, you know, so I started kind of singing from a young age. And then uh, my father was actually um like he he sang and played backup for for some Motown acts and nice and, um managed some Detroit bands and so he was involved in music although um he was living in the states mm-hmm. I still like some of the the talent side came came from that side for sure um so you know from for as long as I can remember I was just always wanting to and so when I was 14 is when I started to realize that okay, I can write my own songs and hold on get back it up for a second did you just say you were writing your own songs at 14 I was wow now they've wow. come a long way I was writing like chilling with the girls and <laughs> <laughs> that's how it starts that's how it starts all right exactly. continue <laughs> exactly so yeah um so I started you know I guess if you can call it taking it seriously at 14 I, I started to realize that you know this could be more than than just 
fun for me. I can actually, you know, write, tell my story and, you know, work on my own material. So I started getting in the studio, you know, in my teens. Uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been a part of me for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I would say going into my early 20s was when I started um, seeing some success just with having, you know, some songs on. It was Flow back then. Yes. Songs on Flow, some other radio stations and some videos, watch music and, um, you know, starting to feel like, okay, I'm starting to get the hang of this. I'm starting to get somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when I was 26, that's when you know, my health concerns uh, came to the forefront. So everything kind of got put on hold with that. I understand. And naturally it would because your health is more important. Exactly. Exactly. When you're kind of, you know, when you're fighting for your life, that's going to be the number one priority. Absolutely. Always. For sure. Always. Now That was kind of my first big bump in the road. Absolutely. So from then till now, what's the process been like for you? Because you're still in the industry, you're still doing your thing, but what's it like to try to like get back to that, to that uh, level that you were at before? Well, um, it's been, it's been challenging. It's completely different now. Yes. Um, you know, I went through, um, you know, being diagnosed with breast cancer and going through like every form of treatment at a young age. Right. So it really was put on hold for a few years. And then um, I just started kind of testing the waters and trying to kind of get back into it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when, you know, I had another bump in the road health wise. So, so it it definitely um, made things challenging, but at the same time, it gave me so much purpose because you know, with my first diagnosis back then, I was still still just writing songs about love, right. about you know the the regular the regular you know songs that you hear on the radio, yeah, for the most part, right. exactly. Yeah. So you know, with my second diagnosis, it just really showed me that I have so much more of a story to tell. Absolutely. And, you know, and a duty to myself and to other people to share my story because I know I've seen how much it can inspire others. Um, so that's kind of become a huge purpose in my life. Yes. So now at this point, it's like, I'm, I'm doing it for all the reasons I was doing it then, but I'm also doing it for these reasons. So it just kind of gives you that extra push. So anything done in, yeah. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's definitely changed from now until then with technology um, you know, things in a way, in some ways they're easier, mm-hmm. uh, to get your music heard, but in other ways, it's more of a challenge because it's just so saturated. There's so many people out there that, you know, a lot of really talented people, but also, you know, just a lot of, I find a lot, especially with commercial radio, not to hate on commercial radio, but right. we're getting songs played over and over again. And, there's a lot of talent out there that we're just not getting to hear. That's, so. I, that's so true. I, <laughs> I understand that a hundred percent. Now you put out your first video in 2003, stepping out. I remember that. Oh yes. Stepping out. Tell us about the process of kind of putting that together and like what, what did it feel like to be known around the city? Yeah. Um, stepping out was like my very first, solo 
uh, song that I had on the radio and, and had a video for. Yeah. So that I did Hello, which was a collaboration with another artist, the Don Rolo. Yes. That got played. But this was like my first experience where like, okay, this is, you know, all about me and kind of like all on me to, to make this work. So I recorded the song and um, was lucky enough to do a remix with Chocolate Air for yeah, that song. Yeah. So um, had him in the video. We shot it uh, in Teen City. And it was actually a house where um, some movies were shot in the past. Yeah. It was like a really nice house and a good storyline and everything. And it was a lot of fun, like getting to have all the different looks and, you know, the hairstyles and the makeup. And, you know, it was, I was like, oh, I like this. This is like a whole <laughs> I really got to experience that prior to that. Um, but then, yeah, just getting getting that song, it had quite a bit of play. And I think it was listed that year for Flo's. It was on, like, Flo's top 100 songs of the year mm-hmm. you know, on the list with, like, Alicia Keys and, and Beyonce. So I was, like, thinking, like, oh, my goodness, like, this is crazy um, for me to get that type of recognition. So I would say, you know, that was an exciting time for me, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And a good song. I still like that song. I still have people say, oh, I used to listen to that when I was getting ready for school and it made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you, a good song. Absolutely. It, it was a good song for sure. It still is a good song. You're, you, come on, you're young and vibrant, man. <laughs> so in comparison to 2003, I know the market just, as you said, has really changed. But I mean, one of the great things about at the times about now is that you can kind of push yourself. How, how, how is that going for you? Like pushing yourself and push your own music? Cause there's a lot of independent people out there doing their own thing. Definitely. I think it's amazing that, you know, it, it really is a independence market. Now you can do a lot on your own that you could never do before without a major label backing you. Absolutely. So- yeah, so I think it's been actually really good. I've had um, a lot of great opportunities uh, to, you know, perform with different people and mm-hmm. just having, um, I think having a, a team is really important. Right. I'm building on my team, but, um, you know, my my partner, my my business manager, you know, is also my, my partner in life. So, yeah, um, definitely always backs me. And- what is that like? <laughs> working with your partner oh it's well you know what <laughs> it's such a huge blessing right but I, I definitely see that you know sometimes you have to draw the line because I work with him on his um online magazine and radio station as well mm-hmm. and he works with me on my music and then you know we're so it's like the business side and you know the personal side yeah it's hard to separate the two sometimes okay let's talk about this this can we just watch netflix now like can we just not talk about so (laughs) right yeah yeah, you know it's like you you have to kind of draw the line and take your time for for personal Mm -hmm. side of your relationship but at the same time like having someone that you know will always have your back and knows the business has been like an amazing and amazing thing that's helped me really take it to the next level so we ended up um I recorded my EP and then he just did the distribution for, for my EP. And, and now, um, you know, since then we've been uh, just working kind of full force and I got a distribution deal with, um, 
a label. Amazing. Yeah. So everything's working. Everything's coming together. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. So now I'm about to draw my album. Nice. Um, I'm really excited. Um, have a new video coming out, which I'm honestly, this is like the most excited I've ever been about a video. This is already, <laughs> it's already like my favorite video. So I'm really, really excited about that and about, you know, the positive message. And I just feel like it's going to help so many different people and inspire so many different people. So again, that really keeps me going. Um, and I, again, I have my um, Faithful Fridays live series that I do. And that's kept me going as well, because um, I've realized is that I really love to promote other talented artists as well so <laughs> being able to have you know talented artists with live band and you know a monthly show to work on is really it's, it's great it's a great time absolutely how did that concept come up because a lot of people don't want to push other people until they're big right mm-hmm. then they turn around and say that is true. okay let's do it so how did you come yeah. up with that concept at this stage of uh, in your music game well, I think originally what happened was I I just kind of came up with the idea of doing Faithful Fridays. So Faithful Friday, Fridays started out as me singing either a cover, which I had never really done covers. I'd always kind of sang my own music. Right. So I was kind of pushing myself. Let's, you know, I said, I'll do some covers. I'll do some of my own original stuff, Some sometimes acapella, just like a minute to three minute video. And I was doing it faithfully every Friday um, for over a year. I did that, and um, then my partner was basically like, you know what, you should bring other artists. And then I was thinking, you know, maybe we should do the live band element. So it was just kind of, we kind of worked together to build upon the idea. Um, and then I brought in one of my girls as a host. She, I've known she's her so for funny. You know, <laughs> years. Oh, I know Nat. She's, she's, so she's hilarious. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's hilarious. So yeah, she... I've known her for years and I know she had a radio show at one point and she works for a station. So we, um, you know, we brought her in and then we just started scheduling guests and, and bands and just, you know, every month having our promotion out. And basically it's not a venue where um, like that's open to the public. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Just go live on Instagram and Facebook, but then we have like a very small uh, like VIP audience type thing. Right. And then, we play our game as well so it's it's a really good time like I always look forward to it and I always look forward to showing other people okay look at this person that I found on Instagram yeah like for the most part most of the people that I brought on there has either been people that I've known or come across you know through social media so that's that's been it's been great like I really I like that I've never gotten a chance to do that before so it's it's like a whole new addition to to what I'm trying to do. So this year, uh, we just completed our first year, first year, and so this year we're going to be making some changes and um, adding some elements. I'm really excited about. So can you tell us? Can you tell us some more? Yeah, sure. So um, we're gonna tr- we're trying a new location. Okay. We've been going live from the rehearsal factory. We're going to be going live from Cherry Jam rehearsal factory. Um, so be switching that up and um you know we're it's been i'll be completely honest it's been a bit of a struggle um 
with the having consistent um, bands. There are always artists out there that want that platform, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But to have, you know, because we had three or four bands throughout the year and we just have them do like a few, two, you know, two to three episodes each kind of thing. But it's hard to get, you know, five, six people to, to commit. Um, So we're looking at maybe a house band, um, and we're looking at in the summer doing um, for uh, June, July, and August doing um, like an outdoor patio venue for those summer months. Yes, yeah. uh, absolutely. Well, sometimes you got to switch it up, it right? Is. But I've seen, yeah, I've seen um, I've seen episodes, and I think it's fun. It's lighthearted, and I think it's kind of like what the doctor ordered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's very um like if you've seen like Tiny Desk concert, mm-hmm. it's like similar to that where it's just like nothing nothing fancy, you know. They Tiny Desk concert, it's like a uh, somebody's desk with like a shelf of books, <laughs> and then yeah, it's like yeah. they're having a little concert. So yeah, it's very laid back. We have like a jam session at the end. Oh, I loved it when I saw it. I was like, this is so perfect. I just, I love the intimacy. I love Nata, Nati. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was just not a damn thing. Not yeah. a damn thing. Yeah, it was just perfect. It was just, I was like, more people need to see this. You guys need to push that for sure and get it, get it out there because it's uh, a I lot think of, so. yeah, absolutely. Now, thank you so much for checking it out. A lot of people you know, once they do, they, they love the vibe. So we're going to, you know, we're going to keep, keep working on it. We're, we're hoping to, to, um, you know, maybe get a camera person as well yeah. so we can, you know, build upon that, but yeah, Absolutely. it's definitely a work in progress. We're going to keep making improvements and, and showcasing talent. So it's exciting. Absolutely. Do any of your kids yeah. have your talent, your musical talent? Seems like a family thing really for you. Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maybe my little one, there's a chance. There's still a chance. Okay. <laughs> um, my, you got to pass oldest, that good voice on. <laughs> I know. My oldest is really into photography okay. and loves music. So that's kind of like, I guess, the musical side of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, my middle son has autism and he's nonverbal. Oh, okay. So he's, he, but the thing is, though, like, he absolutely loves music. Like, mm. loves It's the music. great connector, right? It can speak to anyone. If he, yeah. If he could do anything, we would be driving around all day, and he would be the DJ. <laughs> so he's, like, very opinionated. Like, <laughs> he'll play the same song on the CD, like, over and over and over again. But he knows what he likes. So Absolutely. Yeah, and then my, my, youngest, my youngest son has, like, his little youtube channel but right now it's like he'll play music and he'll do like little lightsaber tricks and... <laughs> <laughs> he's only 10 so so you know there's there's a chance there might be something something in the future but my little guy is actually in my upcoming video so Aww. that was nice to have him as part of that okay. just try to make them as you know involved my oldest you know i'll have working on little projects like oh i need this little little mini photo shoot done or I need like these graphics done or I need this you know just try to involve the family absolutely anything you can do in-house and uh, allow your exactly. yeah and allow your kids to perfect their own talents and skills that's amazing that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what you you know I, I believe you need to be doing that's perfect it is yeah. it really is. perfection take me hold on head in the clouds is that the yes. latest song yeah so head in the clouds was the 
the title of my um, my EP that the just EP, came out. Right. So, so um, it's going to be on the album as well. Yeah. Um, and then the remix that I did for that was with Ray Robinson. Nice. So that's the video that we're dropping. I saw a little so sneak excited. peek of something happening. I was like, oh, I saw it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Awesome. Um, I don't want to give too much away, okay. but I will tell you, mm-hmm. this video will be out this month. And so that's very soon. It's the final countdown. Um, and it's every single person that I have in the video. And there are about eight different storylines. Um, they're all people that I know, all friends, family members that have really been through like a huge struggle. Some of them, you know, huge struggle. Some of them uh, more common struggle. Right. Um, and they're just kind of sharing their uh, biggest struggle in life. And then at the end, you get to see the, bl- the greatest blessing that came out of it. Absolutely. So, so I'm really, really, really excited about that. I can't wait to see it. Pumped. I'm pumped. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it. It's so good. It's so good. And it was directed by, um, shot by Third Eye, who's like a visionary. He's like, his work is so cinematic. And I just felt like he was like the pers- the perfect person to to tell this story and like bring it to life. And I really had something in mind of what I wanted. I pretty much knew like the whole storyline. And then he just kind of brought, you know, those other little elements and you know really showing because we shot it all outside mm-hmm. to like showing you know nature and the slow motion shots and Absolutely. It's, just, oh, it's beautiful wonderful now in yeah. in that spirit of some of the messages the struggles that you were talking about in the video t- mm-hmm. take us back to let's talk about the first time and then also the second time when you realized that you were that you had metastatic breast cancer again. Like, mm-hmm. take, take us back into that moment. What, what was happening? Yeah. So with my first diagnosis, um, you know, I was 26 years old. I'm pretty open about telling my story. So yeah. I'll, I'll try to give you the short version. But, <laughs> okay. Um, basically, I was experiencing some, you know, some things that were out of the ordinary. And I just kind of had a feeling that something wasn't right what what is the so, signs? Um, because I think it's important that people well, know what yeah yeah that's the thing um originally mm-hmm. I had milk discharge that's what I'm like I don't know how specific you want me to get but I'll get yeah this no let's know this is the um, real deal let's yeah, talk about it because people need milk, to know I'm like I have milk coming on my breast and I'm like um okay I had children at that time but there's no reason why like my youngest child I think was three at the time okay so I'm like okay this doesn't make sense so that was originally why I went to the doctor and what happened was they sent me for a breast ultrasound Mm -hmm. and it was one of those situations where I was calling and bothering them yeah I had that you know they were like well don't call us we'll call you like if anything's wrong we'll call you so I never heard anything so three months passed and I found a lump and I was like, okay, something's not right. I went back to my family doctor who sent me for a second breast ultrasound. And when I came in for the results, he said, oh, yeah, you, you know, you, you still have a lump and it's doubled in size. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean still? You never told me I had one in the first place. Like, what is going on right now? Yeah. So that was like a blow, the first major blow because I was like, hold on I'm supposed to be like have this confidence in my doctor that like I'm covered and I didn't feel that so right 
you know, but I was at that time, it was very, oh, well, you're so young, you're only 26, like, we're sure it's nothing, but let's do a biopsy. So um, I had gone, I went on my very first vacation in my life, came home from vacation, went in for my results, really, really lighthearted, like not thinking because it had really been downplayed, like, oh, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. Women your age don't get breast cancer. So I actually had my son with autism in the appointment with me when they came out and they said, yes, it's cancer. Um, you know, at that point they were like, well, you can do, you know, a lumpectomy, a mastectomy, you need to do chemo, radiation. Like it was like, whoa, like I, I, I wasn't ready to hear that, especially in that moment, having my child in there, like running around the room, he's yeah. verbal, he's, yeah. you know, and I'm like, it was, it was a complete shock. So I, you know, got it together. And I had my two young children, I was determined to get through it no matter what. And I said, Okay, I got this, like, I'm, I'm gonna beat this. And I knew that it was, I did have a good chance to beat it. So I think the whole first experience, I was just really like, full steam ahead, like, okay, I'm gonna do what I have to do. Right. So I ended up having a mastectomy. um, And I went through chemo, radiation, uh, which was, you know, all the things you hear about chemo, or, you know, it's different for everybody, but it was definitely so tough, especially having two young kids at home. Right. Um, but, you know, lost all my hair, eyelashes, eyebrows, everything. Uh, and then over the next couple years, started to do reconstruction. So I think I had about five reconstructive surgeries. Yes. Um, so, and I, up until that point, I'd never had surgery in my life ever. So it was like, there was a lot for a short period of time. Right. Um, and then at that point, I went through, you know, a bone scan. I basically got the free and clear. Like they said that, you know, from all the scans, all the tests, it was completely gone. Okay. So I'm like, yes, I beat this. Like, And in my mind, I was like, okay, you know, I'm done with cancer. Like I beat it. I, it never even occurred to me that it could come back right. or that it could be a chronic illness. Right. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that it even for a second cross my mind at that time yeah you know maybe some people might have oh like I I am an overthinker I analyze everything Hmm. but at that point I was like okay I've paid my dues like now I'm now I'm good I'm gonna live my life and um some people might have been worried you know oh no it's what if it comes back but for me it didn't cross my mind really till three years later um so I was pregnant with my youngest son and I started getting really bad back pain. And even at that time, it never really occurred to me. Right. Um, I just, because they were telling me, well, the baby's pressing on a sciatic nerve. So it got really debilitating to the point where, like, I could barely walk. And um, it just hurt more and more and more. And they kept sending me home with different painkillers and mm-hmm. not really doing anything about it, just kind of putting a Band-Aid over it, not really figuring out what was going on, just assuming that that's what it was. Um, until I was six months pregnant and I went to reach for my son's backpack on the floor and I just dropped down to the ground and could not get up. So I, I I didn't know what was wrong. I had to go in an ambulance to the the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, they had me sitting in a chair and we're like, they were like downplaying it. Like, you know, it's, it's the baby pressing on a nerve. Like they just, I guess they thought I was overreacting type of thing. Right. Um, and uh finally finally uh, one of the doctors there was like okay give her an MRI 
So they gave me an MRI and they didn't want to give me the results and I could tell. And they were waiting for another doctor. And I said, listen, I just want to know what's going on. Like, tell me. So the doctor came in with like tears in her eyes and was like, your spine is fractured. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, your spine fractured because you have a tumor in your spine or tumors, two tumors in your spine. Um, And that's why it fractured so easily when I fell. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? And they're like, well, we don't know, like, what's my prognosis basically is what I was asking, you know, like, well, we don't know if you have a year or 20 years. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, hold on. 20 years is like my optimal prognosis. Like I was crushed. Right. Like I, I, the first diagnosis was hard, but this one was like so much worse. Not to mention you're Um, pregnant and um, there's hormones there. Exactly. Exactly. And what they hadn't really told me in the beginning is that my um, cancer was very estrogen sensitive. So the hormones during pregnancy, there was probably like a microscopic cell. And then the hormones during pregnancy cause it to grow rapidly to the point where... Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening is they tried to keep my pregnancy going. Um, I only made it to 27 weeks before they were like, okay, what happened was I fell again. Uh, I was feeling a little better. Right. And you know what? This is this for me. This was my this was like a wake up call to self because I I woke up in the middle of the night one night staying in the hall. I'd been in the hospital for a few weeks. I felt like, okay, I can go to the washroom on my own. Like, come on. I need some independence here. Right. And I fell in the bathroom. I felt like my body shattered into a million pieces. And I guess that's where I got the second fracture. Right. Couldn't get up off the ground. They had to like lift me with one of those lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, they're like, okay, we need to get this baby out. So I had my son. I was 27 weeks pregnant. He was two pounds, five ounces. Just a tiny, tiny little, little thing. Yeah. It in my two hands. Um, and right away, they they took him to another city. They took him to Mac and, um, you know, to their neonatal unit. And the next day, I had a nine-hour back surgery. And so I had to have a spinal fusion. So they basically put um, rods and screws in my spine yeah. to rebuild it. And, um, yeah, I didn't see my baby for a month. I was – both of us were in the hospital for three months. Right. And – you know, I, I had to go through rehab. I was in a wheelchair. had to learn to walk again. Um, I still have. Now it's 10 years later, and I still deal with the, uh, the nerve pain that was caused by fracturing my spine. I can't properly lift my right foot. Um, and, you know, it's caused a lot of slips and falls and is now, you know, causing other health problems as well on top of it. Yes. Um, so it's been really hard living with that pain every day. But basically, I was determined. I, I never gave up. They, you know, I've had doctors say to me, you know, I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to see you after that appointment. Like you were at death's door. Like there was a chance that I may not have made it. Right. And I've been called a miracle a few times, but truly in that situation, it was kind of like, I was like in limbo, like it could have gone either way. And um, I remember them saying to me, like, how are you going to go home and take care of your kids? This was after spending a couple months in the hospital and then kind of graduating to using a walker. Yes. And then, you know, a crutches to go up and down the stairs. I had lots of stairs in my place and they kind of s- sat me down and I had a plan. I had everything written down. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I had everything planned out. 
You cut out there for a second. Did you? Sorry, move? I'm sorry. My phone is <laughs> ringing. That's horrible. I should should have put my uh, so then nobody could call me. I don't know. No, if that's I... okay. <laughs> sorry okay. about that. That's all right. Um, but yeah, I I um. I spent three months in the hospital and then finally went home and just, you know, over the years have started to, um, you know, my mobility has gotten better, but, but again, I still live with a lot of the pain and mobility issues. And, um, uh, I was in a very strong remission for about eight years, uh, which was amazing. I was doing a lot of natural treatments as well. Right. And, um, but then about three years ago, they were starting to see that like my tumor marker tumor markers is um, like a blood test that where they track right um, where your disease is as at, um, as far as progression type of thing. Yes. They don't treat just the numbers. So um, my numbers were rising. They couldn't figure out why. So now I don't know if you would call it a third diagnosis because I was already living with metastatic breast cancer, but right. at that point they were saying, okay, now it's spreading in your bones. Um, you know, it may be in your ribs. Uh, it's in my lung. It may be in my liver. We're not sure at this point. Right. So um, just, just you know, changing treatments, trying to see what's going to work. Um, and I know that I'm lucky to be here. The statistic is basically um, 25% of people that have stage are diagnosed with stage four cancer make it past five years. Right. So only 25% make it past five. And I'm just surpassed 10 years so so I know that I'm still here for a reason I feel like I still have more to do absolutely so that you know that keeps me going and my kids keep me going and you know I just I guess I have a will a will to live and it's it's been tough I've lost a lot of friends along the way to cancer yes which is really 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 hard especially when you're dealing with it yourself trying to figure out like, okay, how do I feel? How am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed uh, to support this person? Right. You know, when I'm dealing, when it hits so close to home. Absolutely. So, so that's been really tough, but you know, I, I'm going to not done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me yeah. tell you, when I first heard your name, Faith Walker is your real name. Let me, let me ask that you. Is that is my real name. That's your, a whole other story. Well, your name is actually so powerful. It's just a, it's such a powerful declaration of who you are I'm a faith walker that's amazing exactly like it just I know, blew my mind crazy. I've had I had a friend say that to me before like that is reason and I'm like absolutely yeah, I realize that and then I've had quite actually quite a few people who have thought that that was just like my stage name it, or, it would work oh, very well <laughs> you know I'm like well no that's my real name but it's like, your name is would think that yeah it, your name is absolutely a powerful declaration of who you are and definitely I believe you got that name for a reason Mm -hmm. absolutely now I just want to be clear on the actual signs because I think it's important I want people to 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 make sure they understand what it is so you said one of your signs were the um like breast coming out of your milk coming out of your breast and you you weren't uh what what are the other signs so the other signs would be just any changes to your breast. If you feel any lumps, bumps, um, what I one of the things that I do is feel it on the first. So it's just kind of like a movement. If you, you know, if you look on, you know, social media or even check out my social media, if you just for just to remind yourself on the first of every month to check your breast. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, you're looking for like any um, changes basically. Okay. Uh, pain. If there's like a spot where there might be like heat radiating from the area, these are a lot of these signs are signs that I've heard from other women right. that I didn't really have. Mm-hmm. But I feel like yeah, we always have to advocate for ourselves because Absolutely. I feel like it's not right. We really often have a sense that something's not right, and mm-hmm. just because somebody you oh no it's probably nothing doesn't mean that that's the case now of course we don't want people to to worry and become hypochondriacs but just to kind of be in tune with your body and and notice if there are changes don't be afraid to you know talk to a medical professional about it um and just get it checked out because you know i feel that i've had several situations like i i've barely even gotten started i'll tell you one day several (laughs) situations yeah where I, you know, the ball has been dropped. Right. I've fell through the cracks as far as, you know, the medical profession uh, not doing their job to the extent that they should be. And I honestly feel I'm pretty lucky to still be here based on that. Right. Um, you know, because if I was told, what if I was told that I had a lump originally? I would have been more diligent. I would have been looking for more signs and changes. Yeah. And say that it would have spread as far as it did if that was if that was the case so it, of course I'm not going to question everything that's ever happened in my right life. yes just a reminder to self that you know what you know when something's not right oftentimes and so yeah just looking looking for those those changes um you know feeling tired as well can be something you know really um, abnormally tired like not uh-huh. just like I'm tired because I'm a mom and but you know just not your normal self okay you know if you're feeling like okay I can never get enough sleep I'm just tired all the time weak or you know any anything that just feels off to you no I would say just kind of maybe keep track of those things write them down yeah sometimes there's so many different symptoms going on that for them to connect the dots is really hard so another thing that I've learned through all my appointments is um, I either bring a person okay. or I do a voice note. I don't care. I will go on the doctor's appointment and I will record the whole thing. <laughs> because, <laughs> Well, honestly, I, I've had family members uh, gone through the same thing and uh, it, it, it's, it's very frustrating. So I, I totally understand why you would do something like that. Yeah, and not even just because I'm, like, suspicious that they're not going to. But also, you know, on top of that, just for myself, because when you're going through those emotions and all these things are being told and you're asking questions, you might forget a question. You might only catch half the answer. So for me, I'll sometimes go listen back and be like, okay, oh, I didn't really realize that the doctor had said this. Or, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a tool for myself as well just to, make sure that I'm getting all the information because sometimes you go on an appointment and they're just throwing all this stuff at you and then you don't really get a chance to process everything. That's true. So, so yeah, take notes, take, you know, someone that you, you know, a friend or family member that you trust to kind of have your back and sometimes jump in and be like, Oh, like I have a question, you know, cause that can be helpful too. That's true. Yeah. Wow. What a story. How, how did you, who do you turn to for like, who were you leaning on at that time for support? Because you were also a single mother at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been a single mother, like on and off in, in my life. Um, right. at, with my first 
it was with my children's father. Um, but I definitely, you know, let my mother was like a huge rock for me. She has always supported me and been there for me, um, you know, and a, a close group of friends. And, and now my partner is like 100% there for me. Amazing. And yeah, he, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, but yeah, I, I've also had, like I said, some very amazing people that I've met in my life, other cancer survivors, because that's the thing, you know, no one's going to really understand to the extent right. that another person that's actually going through it, it might not be the exact same type. It might not be, you know, there's going to be different details that are different, yes. but they're really going to be people that, that really get, get what you're going through. So, you know, I've made even just like a little kind of online community of, of survivors that we can all we all just kind of you know support each other like how was your appointment you know sending you good vibes just you know oh did have you tried this have you done this just that's been huge for me because you know like it's it's a lot sometimes to to unload on friends and family when you're going through so much so I kind of feel like you can have those friends for for those things right you know yeah and in the spirit, and that's why I would understand why you're all about spreading positive messages. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, in a different twist, the R. Kelly situation, you know what's going on. Ah, you heard what this, you, this heard. <laughs> you heard. Yeah. Yeah, you heard what you heard. So in your, ca- yeah, in your case, sorry, the phone keeps cutting out. So oh. <laughs> there's a delay there. So. In, in your situation, you've been in the industry, you have been around for a while. Have you mm-hmm. heard, have you experienced anything of the, on that level? Because I know the industry could be tough and very predatory in a sense. Yes, um, I would say. And you're a beautiful woman, so I could, I could, I, you know, things could happen. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I would definitely say that there have been people that have tried to cross certain lines, but I just like shut it down. Right. You know, but I do know, you know, it does happen quite a bit. And um, I feel like for me, it's been more of a matter of women in the industry. A lot of times we're not taken seriously and we're not amount of respect. So if, you know, feels that they can take advantage of you or that they don't have to respect you in the same manner they would respect a man, then they're going to kind of test the boundaries and probably push it as far as they can. So I, I, I definitely see a lot of opportunities for, for stuff like that to happen, which is unfortunate because I don't think there's any other industry that would be to that extent mm-hmm. that um, but yeah, like I was watching some of Surviving R. Kelly and I was just like, oh my goodness, um, more than just that, just the, just the toxic yeah. relationships that, that, that were happening and the abuse Absolutely. is what, oh, on a, well, I wouldn't say on a more serious note, but, but I take that very seriously because I actually was in an abusive relationship when I was younger as well. So I a hundred percent you know, identify and feel, feel for these women. But I also realize that we often make decisions and open 
open doors to to some of those situations and we don't get out right when we see the signs because we want to be loved we want to be you know appreciated we want to feel we want to feel whatever we're getting out of that relationship yeah we're that's what we're gonna hold on to and seek and maybe not see some of the signs and some of the the negative the negative things that kind of creep in there so yeah I definitely feel for those women and I I don't understand how there's all these you know all these stories cropping up that we kind of never heard about before but I, I do feel that once one person kind of tells their story it, it's just like with anything else it makes other people feel comfortable enough to be able to say well that happened to me too exactly exactly so, and you know you have a promising uh, career after this well we'll see what happens with him we'll see we'll see what happens with him but what is your advice for up-and-coming artists that are trying to break into the industry especially in in this day and age like what what do you what do you want to tell them um, what I want to tell them is know your worth and know, you know no one has a right to disrespect you or treat you a certain way. Even if you're trying to get somewhere, uh, you don't want to sell your soul. And I would say that my advice would be to have someone that has your back, whether, you know, not everybody can have a manager or a business manager. I didn't have one for most of my yeah. career. Uh, so far but you know if you can have if you can or if you can have you know even a trusted family member to to kind of be there in certain situations I even now I will you know have certain people that approach me about different things and I'll handle it myself but then there's other people that will approach me and I already feel a vibe right yeah I'll be like okay yeah you can talk to my business manager about that sure no problem yeah exactly just to keep myself safe and not to be in like a vulnerable position so I would say if you can have someone kind of just look out for you and have a team, you know, have have somebody that is going to make sure that you're not putting yourself in in any situations. Because, yeah, you're going to all these different studios, working with different producers, yeah. going different shows, you know, and it's it can be scary sometimes. You never sometimes we do things in those situations that we wouldn't normally do. Like when you think about it, yeah. you're like, I'm going to this person's basement like would you go to like a stranger's basement to hang right. out under different circumstances so I guess just kind of like evaluating your choices and you know knowing your worth and just looking out for yourself and having someone to kind of have your awesome. back those would be my suggestions Perfect. yeah Perfect. now aside from music and you got your beautiful children and and mm-hmm. hubby's treating you nicely what yeah <laughs> what do you do for yourself like in your moment of solace what gets you at one mm-hmm. with yourself at peace with yourself well I meditate every night that has been huge for me um it's become so important I was never one to meditate when I was younger yeah. I never really knew too much about it. Um, then I kind of got into yoga and meditation through a, um, a cancer survivors organization where I live. And uh, for me, the biggest challenge was like slowing down my overactive brain. I know that and all too well. It's so, <laughs> it's hard, so hard, but it yeah. is a practice. Yeah. It is a practice though. And I feel like it's needed. Like we need to reset. 
So what I kind of did for myself was I went on YouTube and just found all these different, uh, I think I have like almost 200 different meditations (laughs) on my playlist. So every night I'll just go through my playlist and I'll say, okay, what do I need? Okay. I'm feeling anxious right now. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. I need some creativity and and to feel free. This is what I need tonight. Like what, you know, I need to balance. I need balance. So I need this. So I kind of pick and choose for whatever works for me in that time. So, so that's been really big. Um, as well as yoga and I go to water yoga class. So um, those kind of all kind of, they go hand in hand. I feel they're similar, Um, but I also love to read. I have a book club. We're called the book buddies. Shout out to my book. Hey book buddies. Yeah. So no bunnies. 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 I thought you said book, but okay. Hey book bunnies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Shout out to my book bunnies, but yeah, um, I love that. I love to read and, um, you know, we watch a lot of Netflix, Netflix documentaries around here. Just kind of, I need that escape sometimes. Absolutely. Okay. Life is you sometimes know. very tricky. So you need to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And then music, you know, listening to not just my own, you know, musical endeavors, but just listening to music um, is, is huge for me too. Um, so we, we play a lot of music and um, I don't know. I just, I. I've gone through times in my life where I've journaled and, uh, you know, written poetry. And right now I'm really looking to writing a book. I would like to write, a, write my story. I think you should. Which is huge. Yeah. I, think, I think I need to. Absolutely. So it's just kind of figuring out, like, where to begin because mm-hmm. there's a lot. So I'm kind of looking into that um, and travel. Absolutely. I love to travel. So with my second cancer diagnosis, I said to myself, you know what? I've only been on one trip in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start going somewhere new every year. So I've, I've been doing that and I overdue right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, taking a little vacation and just, again, that's hitting the reset button and just enjoying life, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. seeing different parts of the world. So I'm excited to take my little guy on his first vacation in, in March. So that should be fun. Oh, he's going to have so much fun, I'm sure. He is. Oh, my goodness. He definitely is. Amazing. It's been so great oh, speaking yeah. with you. Tell us what you have upcoming. We know you have um, yeah. Faithful Fridays. We know you have an album coming. Yeah. You got uh, Book Bunnies. Anything else you have that you want to promote, you want to <laughs> shout out? Yeah. So, um, so the next Faithful Fridays is going to be on January 25th. Okay. So if you guys want to tune in, you can also tune in to win prizes from hundred miles clothing. Um, and if you go on my Instagram at faith, faith Walker music, you'll see all the details for Faithful Fridays live. Um, again, the album will be coming out soon and the video you got to look out for the head in the clouds remix video. Okay. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching. Yeah, you got to go for it. I'm going to be using that link. But yeah, um, really excited about that. And um, the label that I, I'm with now out of North Carolina, they want me to to do some uh, touring in Canada this, yes. this coming year. Yeah. Which I, well, you know, oh Faith, I can do some part. background for you if you like. Oh, can you? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep you on the list. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like just to experience some of those things. I haven't done a whole lot of touring. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And so, yeah, I'm always posting the details of where I'm going to be and, and what I'm up to. So any idea when, when the touring or is that kind of in the works, but not it's, it's in the works, nothing solidified yet because um, once the album drops and we'll kind of be 
um, making that, doing more, yeah, yeah more Absolutely. planning for that. And um, they are, they're wanting to do a new single as well, like following the album. So it's kind of like a two year deal. So it's going to be, I would say probably later in the year. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you got a lot, you got a lot going on, a lot coming up and I'm so excited to, to look out for everything you got. And I'm so excited that we finally got to speak to each other today and please keep spreading your positive messages. Your story is so amazing. And thank you so much. We need that book, Faith. We need that book. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I want to say I I tuned into your your podcast and I love what you're doing as well. You know, also spreading a whole lot of positivity. So shout out to you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I think we need more of that in the world. And I'm here to support anyone. Yeah. Anyone like me who's looking to be good, be be great, be positive and, and change in a positive manner. So yeah, and stories like it. yours, we need to hear it. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I appreciate that. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. We're almost at an hour. <laughs> wow, that flew by. Uh, I know, right? But Faith, it's been real. Catch up with Faith yeah. at Faith Walker Music on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? I am, but I'm not as avid. <laughs> Neither am I. I don't, I don't get it. I feel like you can only really like be all in for one. Like my boyfriend does all the Facebook and like the Instagram. I do the Instagram for his his website and everything and mine because I'm like I can't commit to both. <laughs> but yeah, it takes so much you time. Are, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. But yeah, Instagram's like the go-to because I okay. have everything on there. Perfect. Yeah. So you can find Faith Walker on Instagram. Faith Walker Music. That's right. Thank you so much, Faith. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you too. And we are so excited for everything you have coming up. Thank you. I appreciate the support. You are welcome. All right, guys. You're so welcome. Peace and love, everyone. Beancocoby at gmail.com. Beancocoby on Twitter and on Instagram. Just like Faith said, we don't do Twitter very well, but we are there. Take care, guys. Enjoy. Imagine being able to Create your own schedule. Be free from the traffic world of the nine to five land. Imagine waking up and spending more time with your family. Imagine being able to start your business with little to no experience. Imagine being able to have all the resources you need to help you with that process. Well, if this is something you want for yourself, your imagination can become your reality reach out to me at i am koyeda on instagram facebook and twitter and you can also email me at info at koyeda.com and let's turn that dream into your reality your business is closer than you think Don't forget, don't forget to like, comment, share. Everything you do matters to me. Everything you do matters to us. Everything you do counts. And so those things really keep this podcast going. So thank you all again and enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time.